Well, hello, and welcome back to Junior Funners, the only podcast uh, in the world, period, uh, as far as I'm aware. Haven't, haven't quite finished my market research on that, but I'm pretty sure we're the only ones out there. Um, and we like to talk about Arsenal and that, and uh, by we, I mean the fun boys, your two hosts, which is me, I'm Ollie, hello, and it's Lawrence, who's there. Hey, listeners, it's me. And uh, hey, yep. Ollie. Hey, Lawrence. There's a yep, new high-energy persona that we're, we're trying out that will be immediately abandoned. I don't have my glasses on. I just realized. Eh. <laughs> I wonder- Lawrence is, uh, for people that can't, well, everybody listening to this so they can't see, Lawrence is currently holding a cushion to the side of his head to prevent the, the sun, sun from-, from blocking the webcam. Yeah, blocking him out of the, uh, just, yeah, casting him in an entire sort of black hole of shadow uh, on the webcam. Uh, so oh, there we go. let's see how long you can hold that post Advanced, for. There we go. Yeah. There we go. That's um, so yeah, we're here to talk about Arsenal and that. Um, and we got some, well, I mean, while we're recording, we may, we, who knows, we may have some some breaking news to uh, to react to, but uh, we'll we'll get things started with Arsenal News. And it's all go, go, go at the moment, it seems. It's, um, it's wild. It's off the hook. It's crazy. It, it's off the chain. It's off the grid. It's off the hook. Random as AF. Yeah, it's based. It's, uh, there's no cap. Um, We're slaying, slaying go boss in the transfers. Yeah. yeah, these transfers are out to brunch. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Clapping back at haters who said we wouldn't sign yeah. anyone. Um, yeah, it looks as though, well, they've confirmed the signing today of the, uh, I, I, today, time of recording, of uh, the uh, the guy that we already signed, that we knew we were signing back in February, uh, Matt Turner, the American goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, which, uh, he, I mean, I, it seems like a nice lad. He's apparently a big Arsenal fan, refused to sign uh, he refused to sign that Tottenham uh, fans shirt. Yeah, uh, when he arrived at London, which is pretty funny. Cool. Uh, yeah, and if there's, I mean, if, if there's anything that like the United the the United States uh, soccer are, are good at producing, it's goalkeepers, isn't it? Particularly in the Premier League. Um, you know, you think about like guys like Brad Friedel and maybe later on like Tim. Howard. Well, Tim Howard at an international level was good. He kind of was a bit more hit and miss in the league, but yeah. Um, so yeah, American goalkeepers. That's that, I mean that's that's something to kind of get excited about. A, a, a decent kind of backup for uh, for Rambo. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I gave I looked a uh, brief little um, clips on YouTube. See what he was good at. Very good at uh, parrying. Albeit, you know, mm. if he was in the Premier League, he would be parrying it into rather dangerous areas. So he needs to. We need to yeah. uh, sort that out. But he looks like you know a bit you know lankyish goalkeeper can. So he's got good reach on him, uh, good parrying. So hopefully we'll see how, if we ever get to see him, hopefully he might be all right. If he's yeah. not going to be another Runison, who uh, calamitous. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it does sort of pave the way for, for Bern Leno to finally leave. He's been linked with uh, 
which team was it? Was it Fulham? Yeah, uh, he's it was moving to. It was Newcastle, but that won't happen now because they've got Nick Pope, mm. and uh, so Fulham yeah. looks like the most likely of the only one I've seen so far. Um, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, yeah, a decent. Uh, well, potentially a decent backup for uh, for Ramsdale. And then the other things that we're sort of waiting on are a, a, apparently a, a deal has been reached to sign Gabriel Jesus. Mm. That's the kind of the big uh, the big headline here, um, which is I can't really remember the last time Arsenal. I think the last time Arsenal kind of would have made kind of a big statement signing like this probably would have been Aubameyang, wouldn't it? Like in terms of like buying yeah. a, like an established kind of top level striker. Yeah. But um, hopefully Gabriel Jesus will have a decent attitude. Hopefully, let's not curse him with yeah. captaincy and yeah, three hundred thousand pound a week contracts. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I think yeah. From the reports I've read, we're only paying him a, a mere two hundred and sixty-four thousand a week. Yeah, so so uh, yeah, it's, it's a pittance compared to uh, yeah, Aubameyang's riches. We just keep it below, uh, below, just slightly below. Just below the 300k threshold, the dickhead threshold. Yeah. Something, something happens <coughs> to footballers when they get that amount of money. They just, they just, they, they think they're rock stars, blooming rock stars. Mm. Like, they could get away with anything. It, yeah. Although, I mean, when Aubameyang first signed, he was good. I mean, it, yeah. uh, let's not forget that, you know, it was only, it was only within the last year or so that his attitude kind of went a bit sour. But uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah, Jesus, I mean, he's still, he's only, 25 i mean he's still you know we can hopefully get the best out of him um you know he's sort of just coming into his uh just coming into his peak in terms of like the uh, most strikers kind of you know reach their the prime prime of their time in sort of the you know the late 20s maybe early 30s yeah it's the um it's 40 40 chess method i've seen from arteta you know you um you work your way as assistant coach at man city and then when you um, get a manager's job, you you steal their players. It's 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 his great mm. strategy. If we can like the long con. try and get I don't know maybe uh, De Bruyne or uh, uh, yeah Ruben Diaz or someone or uh, or uh, yeah Mares. Edison yeah uh, get Edison as a backup for yeah, Ramsdale. I think <laughs> this this is great strategy. Just because it used to be that Man City would steal all our transfer targets like ten years ago. I remember. Stefan Jovetic was a famous example, that, but luckily that guy flopped. So uh, we dodged a bullet and there. But um, that was, was there was another. Yeah, wasn't there? There was like another stri- striker that I think uh, we would link with that they pipped us to, but I can't can't remember. Um, yeah, well, and I mean, they sort of they literally signed like most of our uh, like which side of the pitch? It was like literally like our holes, like yeah, right or left it was side. Sanya, Clichy, Nasri. <laughs> Uh, that was it, yeah. Um, that was probably not long after they signed Torre Dubai, as well. But no one cares about Dubai. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, this is this is good. This is this is karma. This, we, we we're getting your players now. <laughs> yeah. Just that's, that's. I mean, it, it's always a good thing when they when a team goes out and gets like the big. Super elite, quote unquote, a uh, player like Haaland. It just it creates this like there's, there's going to be lots of uh, 
you know, free free players that we can get in. We're not a lot of scraps, yeah, a lot of, yeah. Scraps. Lot of, lot of scraps for the rest of us. It's not well, Man City. Uh, a player like Gabriel Jesus, you know, he's quite quality player. He needs to be in a team that he's playing regularly. He wants to get in that World Cup team, supposedly. Uh, the uh, Tim Vickery, yeah, said on, I heard him say talk sport, talk sport. Unfortunately, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, a shame. Tim Vickery was on there, and he was saying, yeah, you know, he's, he wants to be in the Brazil team. You know. He, Ronaldo, the the Ronaldo, not Cristiano Ronaldo, but the proper Ronaldo, the the good, the good one. one. He, yeah, he he tipped him as you know the next uh, you know the next Ronaldo. So uh, the next him, the next him. So uh, you know that's, that's coming from you know someone like he needs to be at a club like us getting banging in goals every game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I said it in the last episode. It's like I, I I'm I'm fine with uh, there being that kind of gap between us and Man City. Like it, it like so yeah, Gabriel Jesus is clearly not at the level of quality to play week in, week out and be like the main guy for Man City. But he can almost certainly do that job for us on kind of like the next uh the next rung or the next two rungs down that ladder, you know. He can he can definitely do that for us to get us up to the next level. He's not he's not yeah. necessarily the guy that, you know, he's not he's he's not gonna he's not gonna be squeezing Haaland out of the team or outscoring Haaland no. over the course of a season, is he? But it, for a team like us, it's a perfect fit and he could he could help us very well, help us kick on to the next level to consistently qualifying for the Champions League and actually kind of, you know, going further in the Champions League than just the group stages or the first knockout, which is sort of all we've managed to do for the last, well, the last five years or so that we were actually in the Champions League we were only ever getting sort of beyond the group stages to be knocked out by either Bayern or uh, or Barcelona so yeah it'd be nice if we can you know get more players at Jesus's level to kind of help us just get maybe maybe a step or two further than that yeah uh, plus you know with Gabriel Martinelli and possibly uh, the another Brazilian Rafinha possibly uh, potential yeah. signing uh, Good Brazil contingent there, you know. This you know, you yeah, get, well, yeah, and yeah, Gabriel in in defence as well, yeah. and the uh, the young lad Marquinhos. You know, we got a we got quite a, quite a big uh, Brazilian contingent in the team. Brazil connection. This is all. This is all hope. Well, not that I'm super big fan of Brazil national team, but you know, you, you, it will only help them if you have players who have partnerships. They can, you know. Interplay of one another, yeah, you know, and if, if it helps Arsenal mostly, that's the most important thing. Damn it, that uh, gets Arsenal back, make Arsenal great again. You know, we- but that's a good, that's a good little kind of ominous uh, threat to the to the Brazil national team. You know, it's like, yeah, it'd be a shame if uh, some of your players weren't up to scratch, didn't really have any kind of you know fluidity in their partnerships. You know, yeah, you know, maybe maybe you got to help us to help you. Maybe yeah. you know, it'd uh, be a shame, it'd be a shame if something were to happen. So, uh, so yeah. Edu, probably uh, Edu's uh, big plan is is you know buy loads of Brazil players, play them, make them all play for Arsenal. Then you'll get to play for the Brazil team. So Brazil team. So it's not making Arsenal, but also the Brazil team is will be will rise again. Not the yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be it, it's it it could end up being like it was in the nineties with all of the all the French players that were brought in to the club. You know, like yeah. there was that. The famous headline of Arsenal three Brazil nil <laughs> when they won the World Cup. Yeah, you noticed the. Uh, no, no, I was going to make an ironic 
joke there. You noticed the French team has dropped off since no more Arsenal French players play France? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who ever heard of France yeah. since What have they uh, done since? since? What have they done since? Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They fell the fuck off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you mentioned it there. The, the other sort of big transfer story that we're, uh, we're sort of currently in the midst of is, um, is, is Rafinha, which I don't think that hadn't kind of broke the last time we recorded a couple of weeks ago. Um, but um, again, pleasantly surprised that that is the caliber of player that we're trying to sign. You know, we're, sort of, we're not just sort of linked with, there's not, you know, it's not rumors. We seem to be actively making bids on and trying to, trying to land him. Um, because that doesn't seem, I, I think it was Paul Merson pointed it out that like the last couple of seasons, they ha- Arsenal haven't been kind of like competing with other teams for these kind of top tier players. Like I, I remember thinking that Rafinha, even sort of before the end of this season and before, you know, he was linked with Arsenal and all that, I just, he was clearly too good to stay at Leeds. I mean, I, I just assumed he would be going somewhere else in Europe, you know, one of the, one of the top teams in maybe La Liga or, uh, or Serie A, you know, I saw him maybe going to all the, all the stories were him going to Barcelona at the start of the transfer window, um, which I just assumed was sort of like a, a foregone conclusion. So for us to be in the frame to, uh, to get him is, uh, is very, very encouraging. Um, and again, kind of a, a big statement to the other teams around us, you know, in terms of like the, your, your, your Spurses, your Chelsea's, your Man United's. Um, it's uh, yeah, I think it, it's, it's a, a big, uh, a, a, a big kind of warning shot to those guys. Yeah, uh, I was I, I was in the impression that Tottenham had all this pull. I thought they were you know with Conte and everything, Champions League. I mean, that's who yeah. wouldn't want to go to that club with. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, as like we were saying last time, every single. Every single transfer story about Arsenal, um, there is there is like a, it's like the law of physics, you know. There, there is an equal and opposite story about Spurs also being in for the same player, um, and then that sort of mysteriously dries up, and then it sort of becomes like, oh yeah, Arsenal are expected to wrap this deal up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at the moment it looks like Spurs. I mean, according to uh, Sky Sports News, they're uh, looking to sign. Richarlison, which is another another Brazilian player that we we talked about last time. I think he he is as he strikes me as a very typical uh, Spurs signing in that um, he can be very good, but he's also uh, kind of a liability and a, a very kind of very, just a bit of a moody prick uh, yeah. quite a lot of the time. Um, it doesn't strike me as being super reliable, especially if he's going to be playing at the you know, if he is going to be playing at like the the top level that Spurs are supposedly playing at in the Champions League, like it's fine if he sort of shows up in the in the back half of a season where Everton are about to get relegated and scores, you know, a handful of important goals for them. Um, but yeah, if we're talking about like yeah, like Champions League games and getting into the top four again, um, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he's the guy to do that. So apparently, Spurs are in for. For him and uh, and that Anthony Gordon, um, which that would be a I feel like that would be a better signing. He looks like a more consistent player, but I don't know. I don't know if he would want to go to Spurs because uh, he's still really young, isn't he? Well, yeah, I think so. He's one of those younger players that they got Everton. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't have much of an opinion 
on the <laughs> I don't know much to say on Spurs' transfer <laughs> dealings. I mean, well, it, I mean, it's it's funny. Isn't yeah, it? I mean, it's it's if they end up getting Richarlison because I kept seeing this rumor that like there you know there was like this sort of three this kind of three horse race between Arsenal, Chelsea, and Spurs that all wanted Jesus, Rafinha, and Richarlison, which um, I don't think that's based on any kind of reality whatsoever, but it's just funny to imagine. But yeah, if we end up getting two of those Brazilian players and then Richarlison the other one ends up going to Spurs, um, I don't know, you know, hard to make predictions, but I feel pretty confident in saying that I think we've probably got the best yeah. out, of that, out of that deal. But they need, um, well, I suppose they would need someone to fill in for Son, or Harry, he could could I don't think Charles and Kareem lead the line like Harry Kane can. So he, I don't think he, no. So he'd probably be a wide player. So that's kind of the same with Rafinha when um, you know, we can't have Saka playing like I don't know how many hundred games in a season. You know, because he was absolutely yeah. cream crackered. He's just like yeah, he's trying his darndest, but he was absolutely cream crackered. And you know, we need. Someone, yeah, Pepe, you know, as much as I've been on here, dick riding Pepe, uh, you know, you have to admit that, uh, you know, he's not, he's unfortunately not good enough and he's probably will be moving on. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. so, uh, hopefully Rafinha goes through. There's also, um, segue, there's also, um, we've got to mention Fabio, no, yeah, Fabio Vieira. We've got a new, v- Fabio Vieira, we've got a new, yeah. v- Got a new Vieira playing for Arsenal. Yeah, a new era, a new a new Vieira. Yeah, and a new Vieira dawns. Kind of looks like you know when you see like those where it's you know they look about like thirty or thirty five, but they're like eighteen, seventeen years old. <laughs> he does. He, yeah, he does look a bit like one of those, um, like one of those sort of kids you see in like an indie band, yeah. and then it turns out that like. Like that, you know, they're all over like the enemy and stuff, and then you find out that like his like his parents are like uh, House of Lords, are, like, ex- yeah, his, <laughs> exactly. His parents are like politicians or something. Like it's yeah, he's got insanely rich parents, and his sort of, you know, he's like a hundred eighth in line to the throne technically, you know, through his uh, through his grandparents or whatever. He does he does kind of look like that, but um, I don't know. Yeah, he's very highly rated in Portugal, apparently. Um, not according to football manager. No, the, yeah. uh, the, the football manager scouts don't don't tend to rate him that highly. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I'm sure you could look back at kind of previous iterations of football manager game and see which players they've tipped to go on to be uh, successful. I mean, mm, you know, I one name, I, I immediately thought of Mason Greenwood. That's probably not the best example, yeah. but um, yeah, mm, yeah. But you know what I mean. I think that yeah, there's a lot of kind of players that they maybe dismissed in there when they are compiling the stats that have now kind of gone on to be like you know um, some of the most in demand players in the world. I'm thinking like I think um, like Football Manager for the like the ni- the 2019 2020 season. Um, they didn't seem to rate Reese James all that highly, for example, and like now he's you know. He, he's won a champions league you know like it's like yeah, yeah. um and he you know he, he's sort of part of the part of the he's sort of firmly part of the england squad um so 
yeah, don't know that that counts for very much. But yeah, Vieira's been, um, he was player of the tournament at the, uh, the under 21 Euros last year. And um, he was sort of, I think he came into the side at, uh, it, was, it was Porto he was playing for, wasn't yeah. it? Um, he came into the side sort of as, uh, what's his name, went to Liverpool in, uh, in January. Luis, Luis Diaz. Uh, Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz. Um, so yeah, he started playing more regularly and then ended up, uh, ended up with quite a hatful of, uh, of important assists for them in like big games, which uh, is, is very encouraging. I'm I'm curious as to whether um, maybe Arteta's trying to go for a four-three-three next season. I don't know whether he would have a Jacker and Party. Whether he's trying to just completely overload the attack, just have one defensive mid, and maybe have like Odegaard and someone like Pablo Vieira with I don't know Jesus mm. and Saka or Rafinha. If assuming Rafinha comes, or maybe. There's also Lissandro Martinez from Ajax. There's another rumour whether he would be coming in. Yeah. Although, um, uh, yeah, I don't know how likely that is because all Ajax players are now obligated to go oh, to Man yeah. United. Yeah. Um, because as per as per their new management, um, that it, yeah, that's that's funny to read in like the gossip columns every every single day. It's it's like which like. The only players Man United seem to be linked with, apart from uh, Frankie De Jong, is just is Ajax play players that are either still at Ajax or played at Ajax at some point under uh, Ten Hag. Like it's just, he, just everybody he's ever worked with is is linked to go to Man United. Um, they just is, they, can't, they just can't pull anyone anymore. Oh, I thought, no, who, want, I, who wouldn't want to play for Man United? I mean, inst- the greatest club in the greatest world. Club in the world. Institution, there's Stonehenge, and it's a, it's a, yeah, West they're up there with Stonehenge and Big Ben, yeah, they're, they're up there. Why would you want not want to go play for them? In terms of branding, you know, it's it's Disney, it's Google, Man, Man United, United, you know, absolutely epic with the go to with the source. You can go, you can go to any country anywhere in the world, the most remote part, and you can just say that you know, even if you don't speak the language, someone you can say Man United, and they'll say back to you. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> they either give you a thumbs up and then <clears throat> then the middle finger. Yeah, they'll say they're, Yeah, they're, if you if you say I'm a Man United fan to anybody anywhere in the world, they'll smile at you and say that they're the wallet inspector. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'll sell you they'll they'll be really nice and sell you a bridge if you tell them you're a Man United fan. Like, um yeah, I but yeah, that Lissandro Martinez, I've, I've seen that that's sort of, he is one that's been linked with Man United just by virtue of the fact that he plays Ajax. And uh, I think it was United Trey um, has already said that he's already put Arsenal fans on notice uh, to say that don't, don't pretend you didn't want him because we're seeing all this twerking you're doing. If, if they end up getting him, if Man United end up getting him, we can't pretend that we didn't want him. Yeah, we're going to be um, uh, fuming. Fuming. Yeah, which is definitely how it works. Yeah, it's like, oh no, now they've Man United might have one good defender now. Ah, damn. I thought, I thought, in Man United's case, teams literally offer them a player. You know, like, like, yeah, they stroll through the marketplace and the and the marketeers they hand them the the thing. They hand them their their, their yeah it's, their goods. It's like when Homer yeah. Homer imagines that he's like the uh, Italian mob boss. Everybody's just handing him donuts. Yeah. It's that's. That's Man United. They they get they yeah. 
that's how the transfer market works for them. They get offered they get offered these players like Haaland and Oh, yeah. Somehow, uh, the Woodwards, uh, the yeah, the uh, Ed Ed Woodward uh, screws it up for them somehow, yeah. and the Glazers, the Glazers, in between them being offered these players um, and then them not signing them, the Glazers do something to ruin it, um, and then and then the fans just have to make do with these, you know, hundred million pound uh, sign <laughs> like world famous signings uh, that don't work out. Is Pogba off? I keep reading about PSG, maybe or someone or Juventus. Is the Juventus? I thought it was Juventus. Yeah. I thought, uh, yeah, I think that's that's where he's off to. I think yeah. back to back to uh, Italy. Feels like such a waste of what was the last six years. He was, I think. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen people sort of trying to make excuses for him, saying that he was like, uh, like he was mismanaged and stuff. But it's like. He was there for long. He, he was he played under quite a few different managers, and he was there for like you said, like six years. Like if he couldn't make it work in that time, at the kind of you know again, kind of coming into what is supposed to be like his peak years as a professional footballer. Uh, I I I think that's a him problem, isn't it? I think it, there's only so much that like you can blame on like poor management, even if it is yeah. Man United. Well, he just didn't have the quality around him, you know. It's not like they spent, you know, ninety million on, <laughs> not, on yeah, like Lukaku, Lukaku and Ibrahim, yeah, yeah, Ibrahimovic, Cavani, Bruno Fernandez, Bruno Fernandez, Fred, Anthony Martial, is he? Oh, and yeah, all all this elite talent because they play for Man United. Yep. And they still, he still just couldn't do it. But um, yeah, yeah. Go to Juventus. Uh, well, actually, in Serie A, they probably wouldn't walk away with the league this time because the both Milan teams are good again. Uh, well, yeah, Lukaku's going back, yeah. isn't he? He's going back. To, well, he's become to a bit of a, a dud, so it's rather <laughs> crawling back to into Milan, um, but. Yeah, but I I reckon as soon as he goes back to Inter, he'll be on yeah. fire again because it's a world it's a World Cup year, and the season the season that he had before he left to go back to Chelsea had a really good season, didn't he? Like, so I I think it yeah, he just it didn't go right for him right away at Chelsea, so he just kind of threw a strop, and I think it also didn't help that the Tuchel really didn't seem that keen on kind of playing to his strengths. Um, kind of he was very much like. No, you have to fit into this team. I'm not building the team around you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think yeah. Once he goes back to to into Milan, he'll probably he'll start banging him in again, and he'll probably be, be like you know, Giroud v Lukaku in the uh, in the golden in the boot. golden boot. <laughs> Come. Yeah, thirty thirty seven year old Giroud, or however old he is now. He's he is goated. I mean, I'm not. I know, Jack. He is. Special player, special player, that guy. He's the he's France's second all-time top goal scorer, isn't he? I think, I think he's Henri. getting there. I think he's getting there. It, yeah, I mean, it, it speaks for itself. He is. He is the goat. I'd take him back in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, even at his age. Oh yeah, he could certainly. Um, well, he'd fit right he, back in, like duck to water. He'd fit <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he'd pop up in the you know maybe he's not maybe he's not playing every single week, but he pops up in the odd cup match and scores you know scores a spectacular goal, 
or a late winner. It was imagining a different scenario. What if we had bought Rouse Reghorst when he was available in January? Just like, <laughs> yeah, don't know. Um, he's not still. At I mean, because yeah, he's, I suppose he is kind of in the Giroud mold in that he's like a he's a big guy, but yeah. he's got he does have kind of good close control. He is actually able to sort of move with the ball and yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I, but that if that was like, our, if playing with him like that was our primary tactic, I feel like teams would have found it out very quickly, yeah. which it, they kind of did with Burnley to be fair. He had a really good kind of first few, like his first run of matches. Uh, he looked very good. And then suddenly he, it looked like teams found it much easier to keep him quiet for like during matches and you know ultimately uh yeah Burnley ended up going down and sacking Sean Dyche which was uh which was great now he's back at his uh, local constabulary working as a desk sergeant <laughs> all the lads keep bantering him yeah. all right yeah. see your football career didn't go off well oh, I gave it a go I gave it a go yeah. <laughs> um yeah, he's yeah back complaining that he can't be expected to keep up with uh, everyone else. Local constabulary um, just doesn't have the funding to lock up all the criminals. Just, yeah, <laughs> we haven't got enough handcuffs and jail yeah. cells. Yeah. Um, just imagine him in heartbeat. So if you ever watched heartbeat, yeah. uh, no, I'm not in my eighties. <laughs> my eighties. You? You're not. Um, what? <laughs> it was a really good time for me to start coughing like an old person when I said that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, was there any other transfer news, Arsenal-related transfer news? Well, there's mostly talk about Saliba. Will he, won't he? Shall they, shan't they? Mm. Uh, he should stay because we need, we need numbers, you know, this league. You know, we need, we need to be rotating, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we we really don't. I don't want to have to keep relying on uh, yeah, yeah, on on Rob Holding or Xhaka covering it's at centre back. Stuff about Bellerine, whether he he probably will be going. I think we do need. Yeah, I can't, I, we need an actual. Yeah. I think we may need to cover him right back because I you just know Tommy Asu will get injured again. And do we, I mean do we want Cedric again? Another season of Cedric. Yeah, I th- I'd, I'd rather have some more concrete cover uh, at right back and left back uh, to be honest yeah you know we were linked with that Aaron Hickey uh, earlier in the um, in the window I think that would be Yuri Tillemans that was one that sort of died down a bit for some reason I thought I think yeah now because we yeah because we managed to bring in Vieira um, I think they yeah they're, they're only it looks like they only wanted one central midfielder um i i still think they should go for him i personally mm. I, I would i would still try and bring in yeah. telemans because if we're only bringing in Vieira, that does him that implies to me that they are still going to keep Xhaka, which i don't want to happen yeah um, uh, so yeah i'd much rather have uh yeah telemans if we're talking about you know rotating the squad having sort of you know more depth in the team and being able to use those numbers. Um, yeah, I would much rather have a, a player like Yuri Tielemans than having to cross my fingers every time Xhaka is on the on the team sheet. It's, it's, it was hilarious when it was Xhaka the one saying, "If you don't want to, if you don't have the um, what was it? I paraphrase: If you don't have the uh, 
the uh, the, the uh, yeah, he was like, if you don't have the like the spirit or the belief or whatever, stay home. Um, yeah, and it's like, like if, if if it was someone like Muhammad Al Neni saying it or uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Um, yeah, I might agree, click- but it was Jacques saying it, so it's like yeah, it's that that clickhole article that's like heartbreaking. The worst person you know just made yeah. a great point. It's like it's like he's not wrong, but like. You don't really get to be the one to say yeah. it, man. Like it, we've, you've, you've cost us more games than you've won us over the whatever it is five years that you've. Been, it's probably longer than that now, isn't it? Five, oh, he's been around like seven years. Yeah, We're getting there. Oh dear. Yeah, it must have been at least sixteen or seventeen. He came in around that sort of yeah. time. But um, yeah, it's just, it just feels like an, the one player we're just never going to be able to get rid of. Because, yeah. because it, despite his flaws, it's like he's he's unfortunately the only sort of left-sided. I mean, Lukongo is still quite young, so I don't know whether yeah. he's going to improve next season. But Jacques, unfortunately, he's the only one with sort of experience in any kind. And seems to be, you know, a bit of a teacher's pet with Arteta. So it's a bit, yeah. Yeah, that uh, it's either that or he's yeah he's got he's got something on Arteta. Yeah. You know, he's got he's got some compromising photos or something um, that keep him some, that keep him there and fa- give him his contract. You know, his extended contract and all that. He's faked some DMs. You've been chatting to my wife on WhatsApp. I've got the I've got the dick pics. <laughs> he's yeah faked like one of those things where it's like those guys on Twitter that DM women where it's like I I. I nutted on my face for you. Please respond. <laughs> oh God! That's a, why did, did did these guys have an an embarrassment fetish or something? I probably. I mean, that might be part of it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I that's that's a thread we could pull out. That's we could do a whole separate episode yeah. on that. I think. Um, but yeah. But yeah, Jacques, I mean, I, yeah, hopefully, because again, there's sort of rumours that there's other teams around Europe that are sniffing around Jacques. I think Bayern Leverkusen uh, are a team that I saw that potentially are interested in signing him. I think with Saliba, it looks like there are, from what I understand, he wants to stay and I think Arteta wants him to stay uh, for this season. But there are, there's a lot of teams that are interested in him. I think Marseille obviously want to... French media... You know, they, Seem to have a big loving for him. The French media just really got a hard on for uh, old William Saliba. Yeah. And Newcastle or another. I mean, Newcastle obviously linked with everybody now that they've now that they got money. But yeah, they they were apparently looking at him, um, looking at him very strongly. Um, and uh, yeah, so but yeah, I mean, if if we can hang on to him, and if he has, it, it, all the stuff we've heard about him, you know, if he if he does end up being good, then thank Christ yeah. <laughs> you know we've got another good defender because our main problem this past season was that like we had we had four good defenders and then if any one of them got injured that threw the whole balance off and we just couldn't we, you know we were just we were fucked so yeah if we could just get a couple more good defenders then we should be okay so that's why I'm hoping the sound that's the one Lissandra Martinez is kind of the one that I, as much as I still want Rafinha and Lissandra Martinez, that would be pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, Rafinha sort of, yeah, it, it's because it, it's, it's not like, it's not like we're lacking depth 
out wide. That's sort of yeah. the only position really that we have a lot of players that can play there. Um, but like you said, it's like it's players like Pepe and stuff, like players that aren't really up to that level of quality. So <clears throat> getting Rafinha, um, yeah, wouldn't necessarily be. Uh, it's 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 not like a like it, it's not desperate that we fill that position, but if we can get someone that's as good as him playing in the team, period, then that's really good. But yeah, if we could, if we if we're going into this season with a defense that's being bolstered by uh, Sandro Martinez and William Saliba on top of you know our, our regular back four, then uh, that'd be that'd be great. That'd be kind of perfect. Yeah. Be and I'd, I'd still want, I still want Tielemans. I still, yeah. I, I hope that they, I hope that sort of ends up being like a maybe like a deadline day type <clears> thing. <throat> like they suddenly, they suddenly come back in for him. You feel like um, that's maybe sort of low priority in the sense that we can make the agreement later. Right now, we need these players who are much more in demand. Uh, yeah, that's true. Because I think, it, I, as far as I understand, Tielemans' situation is that he's entering the last year of his contract and I think he's weighing up whether to sign like a year's extension or whether to, you know, take this as his chance and go to a, you know, go to go to a quote-unquote bigger club. Yesterday I saw one of these Arsenal fan people on YouTube that I follow and they were chatting to a Leeds guy and he was talking about Rafinha saying, I was expecting him to join a big club. Like, ooh, oh, oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's that's what I was just saying. I mean, yeah. I, I'm I'm surprised that, he, you know, that, that we might end up getting him because it does, it, we, it seems but, like he probably should have gone to like... We, we are a big Real club Madrid. just because... No, we no are we're a, not. Like, glo- we we're are not. a global brand. Yeah, but you sound like one of them, yeah. man. You sound like you sound like a Man United. We are, guy. We are we're immense. We're 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 immense. Damn it, we are immensely we're, calamitous. We're, yeah, we're the world's we're the we're, we're the leading we're the brand leaders in banter. Hopefully, I'm putting faith in Arteta that he's he's going to get rid of all this um, unfortunate later years of Wenger's. And and Emery's sort of bad transfers and hopefully yeah hopefully we're going to make Arsenal strong again we're going to make Arsenal great we're going to make yeah. better deals going to build a team we're going to make gonna better build deals. the best team best team you've ever seen going to make great 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 guys great guys great players fantastic team folks you're going to love this team when Liga sends their players one of the, one of the their best, best teams one of the best the best teams we've ever seen from the view of players. All the best players in the best team. We're gonna and make we're looking Arsenal into strong again. trophies. We love trophies, don't we, folks? We're looking, we're looking into the trophies very strongly. The Champions League is great guy. Great guy. Play golf with him. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's, that brings us up to date with Arsenal news, doesn't it? I think for the time being. More or less. More or less. I'm just hitting refresh in case anything's been announced. You know, uh, I hope they probably won't. And part of me also is just like maybe they'll spring another surprise transfer on us. That'd be enough. That's I just yeah. I mean, Vieira kind of came out yeah. of nowhere. So who knows? Who knows what else they got planned? I think I'm just. I, but this is the thing. It's like you shouldn't, you shouldn't go scouting on like you know YouTube or. Twitter, I do that. Arsenal, 
transfer search. <laughs> just oh yeah, because then you end up finding like that thing the uh, that guy Fabrizio Romano. Uh, that one, that the guy, that's the main he, guy. He seems to be. He seems to have quite a high hit rate. But no, I was thinking of that other, that Arsenal guy that I I found the tweet of the other day, and I, I shared it in the um. I shared it in the uh, the Bona League chat that was like, uh, oh, there we go. Yeah, Jeff Arsenal. From, wow. It's a tweet from 2013. <laughs> it's like, right, don't shoot the messenger. I asked if Higuain is done as reported by Sky. I was told, it's close. Rooney next. Blimey. <laughs> Ro- yeah. Oh, yeah. my days. Like, you get shit. Like, if that's what you get if you search transfers Arsenal on Twitter, it's just people making people posting imaginary conversations they've had. Well, Twitter in twenty thirteen that was but that was before me, so that must have been a completely different world. You could probably get away with saying things like that. It was, it, it, I mean, yeah, I, 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 do, I remember that time. It was, it was a simpler time. Yeah, uh, it was sort of before, everything sort of pre twenty sixteen, uh, before everybody's brains kind of got <laughs> broken by politics. Um, it was, it was much more fun. Everybody was just posting stupid shit all day, and it was, yeah. It was just dumb jokes and things like that. It was just a much, yeah, a much easier, much simpler time. I'm a little late to the game, but it came in four years ago. But uh, I'm trying mm. to keep that alive. <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's whenever I talk to Twitter about anyone. Uh, whenever I, I talk about Twitter to anyone that's that's not on it, um, and they say, "Should I join it?" I say, "I just say no." There's never been. There's never been a worse time. To, to join it frankly it, it's it's so bad compared to what it was like i'm only still on it because i've been on it for so long i can't yeah. like i can't i can't get off it now you know i'm in too deep um the people that do manage to get out and just delete their accounts and just forget oh. about it i really i really do admire them i think that's they seem so much happier that's half of my following to be honest is just people who just got up and walked away never came back yeah Man, I mean, it, that would be that would be sweet, huh? It's, it's a shame that we're stuck here forever. It's very difficult when you know every week something's happening, and you just you you can't be in this own world of your own. You have to. Oh God, everyone's got to, everyone's going to be on your case, saying you know. Anyway. Yep, you got to have a take. You got to yep. Yeah, you got to be part of the conversation. I, I think I've whether you care or not, yeah. you have to be part of the conversation. I just. I think I'm riding that line so far. I'm right. Mm. Well, yeah, you're you're probably you know you're riding up that hill. You're making a deal with God. Oh yeah, um, as we she, all are. She, she came back to the charts, and uh, everyone knows Kate Bush is again. It's great. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Um, yeah. So it look, I. I don't think Arsenal are going to announce any other transfers because it would be a bit shitty to Matt Turner if they... Uh, yeah, you don't want to steal <laughs> they, they announced his yeah. move this morning and then suddenly we're just like, but also, you know... <laughs> right, we're done with you. Get out. Go on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like that thing on The Simpsons with the when they're feeding the baby sheep and it's like the, the big one comes back again. <laughs> out of the way, you. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, by the time this episode comes out, something may have been announced. So uh, keep watching the news, keep, everybody. Keep, keep refreshing your Twitter feeds. Follow Arsenal and yeah. all the people, football people. 
Well, fo- yeah, follow us most importantly for any any uh, any breaking Arsenal news. Yeah, yeah, because I always tweet about football. I, yeah, as far as I don't, yeah. I don't talk, talk about uh, football on my. You don't talk about you don't talk about football or this podcast at all I, I, on Twitter. I'm, so, I'm sorry, it's just you know, I. You're, it's weird. You, are you worried to scare you? You're worried about scaring the hose. Just and, just yeah, admit it. I, it's yeah, fine. It's fine. yeah. Yeah, because, you know, it's become a weird thing, unfortunately, where guys with podcasts, it's like, oh, it's such a cliche. And it's like, I have a podcast, but it's like, you know, it's not, a, we're not a bad podcast, but we like to be funny. But that's, the, yeah, that's the thing. Everyone on yeah. Twitter, every, like, it's like, just by virtue of the fact that everybody has a podcast, that it means that there are loads of bad ones. Yeah. And like, you know, morally, this isn't a bad podcast. A lot of them morally are bad podcasts. Technically, yes, it is no. a bad podcast. But like you know, our hearts are in the right yeah. place. I like to. Think. Yeah, we're 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 honest down to earth lads, and uh, just, just you know, we're just trying to get by. We're not. You know? we're, we're just not trying, trying to, to sell you NFTs or any crypto bullshit. We're just here to have fun. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not like encouraging like you know targeted harassment no, no, or no. spouting a bunch of anti-trans bullshit. You know. We, we leave that to all those other Twitter guys. We're just, it, all we want to do is come on here and argue about football and then talk about Fleetwood Mac. That's like, yeah. that's, that's, and that's all bit, we want. Maybe some Bigfoot talk every now and then. If, maybe yeah. a little, yeah, a little Bigfoot chat. That's, Bigfoot that's chat. it. That's, that's all, what I want. that's all we're here for. We're not hurting nobody. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, so that's, like I said, I think that's, that's enough, uh, football talk. Um, we should probably talk briefly because, again, at the time of recording, it's it's Monday morning. Uh, it's it, you know the the day after Glastonbury has finished. Um, we did a you know we did like a whole episode. It, it's weird to think that like <laughs> we did a like a whole Glastonbury episode like three years ago, didn't we? Like uh, yeah, and that was like the last time that Glastonbury happened. That was when um, Tame and Parlor, I think I remember, and Mac DeMarco, I think. Yeah, I remember watching Mac DeMarco's set. I think I watched most of the Killers set as well because I remember they brought out they brought out the Pet Shop Boys to do a song, and then the, the Pet Shop Boys were headlining the other stage on the Sunday this year. Um, and everybody, I I didn't watch. I was watching uh, Kendrick Lamar. I mean, I should say neither of us were there. Like you know, we're both yeah, we're not we're I'm, both big music. <laughs> I may sound middle class, but I'm not that middle class. Yeah, we're both big music fans, but we're also not big fans of going anywhere or yeah. doing anything. Yeah, I don't have that um, money to spend, and I don't want to stand around no. in the field, especially on a weekend where it rained all weekend. Anyway, yeah, nah, that's yeah, yeah that's I'm not. You're not going to catch me sleeping in a in a tent in under any yeah. circumstances. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, but I we did we we do. We do love we do love uh, Glastonbury kind of catching up with it on uh, you know on, on the iPlayer there. Um, so what did you, I mean? Did did you get to watch much of, I, of this uh, of this year's? To be fair, I, I only saw Robert Plant and Alison Krauss, and I saw I never heard of this band before, Blossoms, and they said a oh, bit yeah. with Mel C. I saw that they did a song with they did one of the Spice Girls songs. The um, I see, yeah, oh, time. I can't remember. What. Oh, yeah, spice up your life. Spice up your life. That one. That's the one. And um, because I'm a big male C stand, and uh, so I watched that. Yeah. But um, she's my fave, and uh, and I saw a bit of Kendrick Lamar last night. But you know, I don't know any of his stuff. So, uh, it's all mm. all new to me, and uh, that was about it. As much as I saw. Um, 
didn't watch Billy Eilish. Don't really care. Um, didn't see, I don't. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I, I'm completely. I'm completely resigned to the fact that I have missed the boat on Billie Eilish. Like I'm that that's sort of me drawing a line in the sand and being like, I am now, this is the point where I'm now too old. I, I, this is like the first time I think that there's been a Glastonbury headliner that I truly know nothing about. Like, you know what I mean? Like up till now I've kind of known, even if I didn't like them, I've known about like, you know, each Glastonbury headliner. Um, I think I know, like, I know Bad guy, I think, is one of her songs, and yeah. then she did the the James Bond one. They played in every advert, nonstop yeah. for what was it when it came out? And I, I didn't see Paul McCartney, so that's the one I was gonna watch on iPlayer. I haven't watched it yet. It's you're you're in for a treat with that one, but it is it's a big it's a big time commitment. It's nearly three hours three long. Hours um, <laughs> yeah, it's two. It's it's two hours forty five. It's he, which is astounding given that he turned eighty but, last week. Does he not stop for a piss? I mean, at his age, he must be filling the bags I mean, up. He must. He must wear a bag. I mean, yeah, that's the only thing I can conclude. Does it's, a nurse yeah. come out, give him his pills. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I saw I saw people online like complaining about his set and like his like his song choices and stuff, and. Um, I don't know. It it just seems like it's a it's a British thing, I yeah. guess. Because I I looked at his set list before I because it, it, the the BBC took ages to like actually put the performance up on the iPlayer. I think they they only put it up like he played on Saturday night and they only put it up on Sunday evening, just as Kendrick Lamar was about to start his set. Um, and I've still not managed to. I'm I'm only about three quarters of the way through it. Um, I'm trying to watch it, but yeah, it's like. I don't get what people like they're complaining about yeah his choice of songs and stuff and it's like I don't know what people want like he plays he plays it in a 36 37 song set he plays like 22 Beatles songs like what the fuck else do you people want like it's like we want hologram John Lennon and George Harrison to come out and then ring what is the, the, I mean, he basically not to sp- not to spoil anything if you haven't seen it or haven't heard about what happens. But I mean, he basically does do that as well. Like he does, he does do like a virtual duet with John Lennon. Like they use yeah, the. I think I've um, seen that on another gig he did somewhere else. Yeah, he's been doing that on this because he's been touring the states mm. um, recently, and I think yeah, they've used the like the footage from uh, the rooftop concert and get back so that he can. Yeah, he does. I've like, got a feeling. That was the one. Yeah, they do. I got a feeling together, and then he also, but he also does like a, a tribute to George Harrison, where he plays uh, something um, on the uke- on a, a ukulele that George Harrison gave him. Um, so he plays like the first part of the song just like solo on the ukulele, and then the rest of the band come in and they do like the full yeah. like band version of it, and it's really good. And then like all the visuals behind, the, you know, it's all like old pictures and footage of him and George together. But it's, and it's it's really good. It's the cool thing now to hit on the Beatles on Twitter. I see it all the time. <laughs> it's everyone, every, yeah. everyone, everyone all of a sudden hates the Beatles. It's like it's always full of contrarians everywhere I go. I just couldn't imagine being that much of a fucking loser. The, like it's the, just uh, it's such a like Reddit muse. Is it our muse? A, is that what they call it? Or is that um, <sighs> the, the the real music? Uh, aficionados out there who they know their stuff the anti fantanos of this world they, oh yeah yeah they know, they know their stuff that fucking that dreadful pipsqueak <laughs> god damn i had to watch his uh i had to uh watch some of his um 
his review of Kendrick oh, Lamar's new album. Phone's ringing. And Uh-oh. Just, no. Uh-oh. Okay. Quick break. You carry on. You carry on. You carry on. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, so I had to watch uh, Anthony Fantano reviewing um, the new Kendrick Lamar album, and it was... Uh, yeah, every bit as excruciating as you, but I, I, I truly don't understand why uh, people <laughs> listened it. Why, why people's instinct when a, like a new piece of music or a new album comes out, why their instinct is, I must find out what this fucking guy thinks. You know, that's it, insane to me. Just fuck it, just go listen to it for yourself. Like, who cares what some fucking guy? Because that's the thing. He's not even like a. He's not even like a. You know, he's not like a record producer or he's not like in any of these bands. He's just some guy who gives a shit. Okay, I think Lawrence is going to come back in a second, so I don't have to keep ranting and raving. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Anything important? No, 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 it's fine. It's all fine. We're good. Okay. Sorry about that, listeners. Um, I've cut it out. Oh, no, I'll, I'll, let it, I'll, let it, I'll let it run. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, speaking of uh, Kendrick Lamar, his his set is definitely worth watching um whether you know much of his his stuff or not i mean it's just, like just visually um the way he sort of sets up the stage and it's sort of the the choreography of all the, the kind of dances that he has is very kind of um uh yeah very kind of arty and uh mm. yeah just very powerful and pointing at, at different points and then at the end sort of you know sort of everybody's talking about the like the sort of finale at the end where he's He's been wearing like the sort of you know diamond encrusted crown of thorns throughout the show, and then he's sort of now got. When it comes to the final song, he's got blood kind of pouring down from it, and he's sort of chanting about um, Godspeed to women's rights and stuff. I mean, that that was a a common recurring theme at the uh, at the festival throughout the weekend was just the you know the reaction to the Roe v. Wade um, repealing by the U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah, <sighs> fucking just they timed that yeah, well. Yeah, Jesus Christ! I, I, I'm gonna say I, I generally thought they weren't gonna do. It. I was like, no way they would do that. No way they would do. That. Oh, they did. Never mind. Shows what I know. Just- yeah, the bar <laughs> is the bar is so low that they still managed to fall under it. I, I don't. It, it's yeah, something that seems uh, something that seems that like you would have you you would have to be like just not even just like willfully stupid. You have to be actively evil to uh to take it away um and and they did yeah uh, so yeah it's gonna it just creates ruin- more problems it doesn't solve anything it's just you know- yeah no it's it's gonna ruin millions of people's lives it like there's no way around it unless unless they do you know unless the democrats codify it and actually like write it into law which uh they could have done at any point um while obama was president or Indeed, while Biden has been president, um, they could have, uh, yeah, they could have done it. But uh, no, that's apparently beyond them. Um, I don't really get what the point is of voting for them if they're not going to do uh, anything about any of this stuff. But anyway, there was a, I did see a clip. There was a clip I saw of a girl being interviewed and like she got a text saying like, oh, Joe Biden or someone saying donate $15 to the Democratic Party. And I was just like, <laughs> uh, my rights shouldn't be, you know. An excuse for you to start fundraise. start fundraising. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's fucking it's it's just ghoulish. Like it's it's cartoonish. Like it's so I don't know. It's so over the top. It's just insane. It's like it like 
I can't believe they're asking they're asking those people for money. It's like I, you should be giving them money. Like you, they're getting rights taken away left and right. Like it, I, yeah. Why do you want more money from them? They already voted for you. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, um. So yeah, Kendrick Lamar's kind of big finale to his set was uh, yeah like a, a, a reference to uh, to all of that. It was very, again, very kind of um, very powerful. So if you if you haven't seen that, I urge you to uh, uh, listeners to uh, to go check that out. Yeah, I need to. Um, I saw a bit of this thing because I'm I'm the whitest guy ever. You know, a lot of rap music is I listen to some, but it's like you know, it's like I don't know all the rap people, so it's like it's all new yeah. to me. I did, um, out of curiosity, I checked out uh, Harry Styles' album yesterday. It's, it's, it's good. It's all right. Yeah, it's fine. It's Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's- I like a couple of the songs on there. I, 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 I went to see him at Wembley a couple of weeks ago because uh, my uh, girlfriend is a big, uh, a big Harry Styles stan. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was a really good show. Um, He's uh, yeah, he's got he's got it, man. He's got he's he's a yeah, really good, really good show, really good entertainer, that guy. And he's got some really good songs as well. Um yeah. but yeah. He'll I imagine he'll probably be he'll probably be headlining Glastonbury in a in a couple of years' time, I would have thought. Yeah. Um, um Was that gonna are we gonna is this cultural preparation now? Are we getting into that or is that um, um we might as well, yeah. I'm just trying to think if there was any other uh what other Glastonbury stuff did I watch? I saw the oh, I went again because like the BBC took so long uh, to get the McCartney set uploaded. Uh, I uh, like I you know I logged on and I was just sort of like oh it's not there. What can I watch instead that's kind of uh, comparable to Paul McCartney? Oh no, I watch Megan the Stallion. Um, so <laughs> I watched her set. She's uh, she's really great. She's yeah she's. Uh, yeah, again, a really fantastic entertainer. She's yeah, great rapper. A lot of her lyrics are like very filthy, but also very clever. Um, it's very funny that she has like she has all of her like backing dancers and stuff, and then she also has like her like a DJ J Bomb um, who also acts as her hype man. And he's like he was wearing like a kind of it was like a shirt that had a hood uh, over it, so it looked like it was like this black leather hood, and you couldn't really see his face in it, so it kind of looked like a like an executioner's hood. Um, but because he was sort of like he was on like the mic as well, kind of like hyping up the crowds while she was performing. So he'd be like yelling along with lines from her songs. And it's just funny that it's like this this big black guy really aggressively yelling about like how he's gonna <laughs> how he's gonna make some guy eat his pussy and stuff like that. It's just it's really funny. Um but yeah. Yeah, check out Megan the Stallion set, because that was re- and she sort of seemed she seemed quite overwhelmed by like the reception of the crowd as well. Cause I think she was on um she was on at the same time as Paul McCartney, but there was still a huge crowd there to see her. I think obviously like a lot of like the younger people at Glastonbury would have just gone to see her instead of old man, old man Macca. Um, Our dads went to see Paul McCartney and their daughter went to see me. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's pretty much, yeah, all of the, there is, there's a, there is a very big uh, kind of bloke lady divide <laughs> when you watch the two sets. There is, yeah, there's look, cause I think right before, um, Right before Paul McCartney, Noel Gallagher was on. So yeah, there is. It's very, very bloke heavy um, in uh, yeah in the audience to see McCartney, and then yeah, lots of uh, lots of ladies, um, and one assumes a lot of uh, kind of boyfriends that have been dragged, boyfriends and husbands that have been kind of dragged along um, 
to uh, to see her, and a lot, you know, and a, and a lot of a lot of gay fellas as well. Probably, I'm sure um, a lot of men wouldn't mind Megan Thee Stallion. She's not like she's not like she's yeah, she's, anyway. she's she's what Lawrence? She's not what? She's, she's not what? She's not, she's not, no, what? no, I'm saying he, she's she's a she's not, an attractive not, not woman. You eyes. know, I'm I'm saying blokes wouldn't mind watching her. You know, mm. I'm saying. Mm. She's, Sounds like you're objectifying her. Well, um, you know, as as respectfully, I'm saying. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, she was she was great. Um, I watched uh, some of uh, Jarvis uh, Jarvis Cocker's new band. Um, their set was uh, was very good. They had a bit of technical difficulties during one song. I think his, his microphone stopped working. But um, yeah, they were good. Um, and what else? Oh, uh, the avalanches were also very good. I, I, I haven't. I've sort of heard mixed things about their live show, but they, this this seemed to be a lot of fun. The set they did at Glastonbury. It's sort of. It's just sort of watching it. It kind of just what it looks like. Two guys, two dads DJing at a barbecue uh, together. They're kind of jumping up and down to the music while they just sort of twiddle with like various synthesizers and knobs and filters and stuff. But um, yeah, they got. I mean, the avalanches have got a bunch of bunch of great tunes and uh it was you know just as the sun was like probably at its brightest on sunday afternoon the crowd was really into it so that that seemed like a a fun vibe um but yeah yeah we might as well uh, yeah let's let's get into some cultural appropriation now we're talking about stuff that we like so this is cultural appropriation and the jingle goes here and i say that because eagle-eared listeners will notice that last week's episode didn't have the jingle in it did it? Uh, oh, I must have forgot to put it in. It did not. <laughs> oh dear. Sorry, listeners. Uh, yeah. well, I forgot. I yeah. I only just remembered that now. But uh, yeah, it, we, f- it, 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 it was late at night, listeners. I was half awake. I was editing it. I must. I always forget. It, well, I mean, we we went very long with that episode, so I think yeah, we're kind of <laughs> we, yeah. This episode's a bit shorter by comparison, but yeah, we did. We went. We <sighs> we did a we did a, almost a McCartney length uh, yeah. episode. Time. Uh, must, it must be because it was late at night and I was just like there's always something. yeah I mean all, all the others all, all the other jingles were in there yeah um, that. but yeah there's just a, there's just like a couple of seconds gap where oh, I suppose it's should've... because the way I edit it because that jingle there's, only, there's not a whole lot of space so I probably for, I just saw it as the sound way the, 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 the track yeah. bar thing yeah, didn't like so there, was there wasn't a gap. gap there so I was like ah, that's probably why so anyway <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so this is the bit where we recommend stuff for you to uh, listen to or to watch or to read or, you know, do whatever to ingest. Um, Lawrence, you got anything to recommend or do you want me to uh, fill time while you think of right, something? I'll get mine out the way. Um, well, I was watching the um, much controversy around the new Star Wars Obi-Wan series. A lot of lot of, a lot of people hate it. A lot of people love it. people love it, yeah. Whereas I'm sort of in the middle, like, it's, not, it's all right, it's all right, it's okay. It's all right, it's not bad. It's not great. It's okay. I mean... I don't, I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really see the need yeah. for it to exist. As, as with a lot of these Star Wars things now, I don't really see that there was a need for it. But yeah. Whatever. But overall, I'm... I'm giving it an okay. It's giving it the the thumbs up from it. It's okay. I'll give it a watch. Um, okay. And um, I was listening to um, Kings of Leon's album. They brought out, I think, either in 2020. And mm. I literally have forgotten the name of the album. 
um is it uh is it walls no that, that, that was the one that came out before and oh, oh damn it i feel so embarrassed this is um, ollie will do it for me because if if i'll be making all sorts of noises on my laptop so, but um when you see yourself okay yeah. so they've gone back to the uh the model of um uh, five syllable yeah. uh album titles but uh, i gave a listen and it's a bit more sort of a somber affair. It's not um, high energy, but it's it's it's. it's I, overall, I think it's pretty. You know, if you're a Kings of Leon fan, I think it's pretty good. You know, like mm. been there been, since day one. Like, and uh, overall, I think it, I think they're getting back to somewhat of. Um, it did feel to me kind of reminded me a bit more of the Aha Shake Heartbreak, where it's a bit more kind of um, low low key, and it's a bit more yeah. kind of. It was a bit more kind of synths, pad sounds. Mm. They're, they're, they're a big band now. They've like added extra backup members on yeah. their live shows, so now they're practically on the albums now. So it's like they've expanded the sound a little bit. But um, overall, I think it's, I like it. I like it. I thought it was a pretty decent record. And when yeah, so that's my recommendations for this week. Okay. Um, a, re- a return to form for Kings of Leon. That's interesting. Um, well, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth there. Yeah, but it's it's not like vintage Kings of Leon by any means. But it's no. for for modern Kings of Leon. It's still you know, it's still it's pretty decent. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll recommend. Um, I mean, I you know the, all the Glastonbury stuff I've just mentioned. You know, check that out while it's uh, while it's still on the iPlayer. Um, I recently, I think it, in honor of, um, Paul McCartney and his, his 80th birthday, um, the other week I saw, uh, live and let die the James Bond film, um, on TV for the first time in years and years and years. Um, and, uh, I gotta say, I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it very, very much. I think it, it's probably, it's probably the most intentionally funny, maybe the only intentionally funny uh, Bond film, because <laughs> um, there is like, there's a lot of stuff in a lot of the Bond films that I think is like unintentionally hilarious. But Live and Let Die's got a lot of the kind of big action set pieces um, are like inherently quite funny. You know, there's like a big chase sequence around an airport where like Bond's just driving in like a biplane, and all the bad guys are like chasing after him in, in their cars. <laughs> Like Bond can't fly the plane, so he just has to like f- drive it around like the runway and stuff. Um, and there's like because like a lot of it is set in New Orleans, and like there's this boat chase, the speedboat chase that goes on through the swamps of New Orleans for like what feels like a third of the running time of the film. It goes on for so long. Um, the like they crash so many boats, so many cars end up crashing trying to chase after the boats. Um, the boats frequently like kind of like uh come up out of the water like just drive across the land and then go back into the water like they'll just sort of like go over like a big bank of grass like that that happens like a bunch of times um and there's i mean there's one bit where like uh bond goes into a uh, into a, a bar that's part of a chain of bars that's owned by one of the bad guys in the film and uh the i guess like the maitre d or whatever like the the guy like offers him a seat in a booth and then he says no i'd rather sit close to the stage so he gives him a a seat at a table that's closer to the stage 
the CIA guy that Bond is there with like gets up for a second and goes to like I don't know get get a drink or make a phone call or something, and then the chair that Bond is in immediately sinks into a trap door. Like that, like that was somehow like set up that they knew like Bond wasn't supposed to be sat there. He chose to sit there, but they knew that he was going to choose to sit there and then put a trap door in the club for oh, him yeah. to be because he gets lowered down into this kind of basement where he is then at like a long he's seated at like a long kind of dining table face to face with the bad guy so like the bad guy was waiting for bond to show up i don't know man the mechanics of it it's like yeah but i feel like it's again it's sort of played like it's played as ridiculous like it is it's sort of there's kind of an austin powers kind of wink to it. it it's not like some of the other films where it's like you know it could be dead uh, serious nowadays. Dead serious exactly. and dramatic and miserable yeah. and moody, moody James Bond. Yeah, everything's, everything's gritty, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not like some of the other kind of campier, like Roger Moore era James Bonds, you know, like Moonraker, where he's like driving a hovercraft around <laughs> uh, Venice and all that shit. But yeah, um, Live and Let Die, that's, that's, a, fun, that's a fun watch. That's a, that's a damn hoot. Um, it's, uh, yeah. Great, um, great performance as the main villain by uh, I can't, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Is it Yafe Koto, um, the actor that passed away a couple of years ago? He was in Alien and a bunch of other great stuff. Um, there's also uh, one of the henchmen in that is just like this, <laughs> is like uh, again just sort of a great convention of like uh, Bond films is like naming henchmen after stuff that they do. So obviously, you know, the famous one, you've got like odd job and stuff like that. And then like in, in Live and Let Die, there's like this, just a giant, this giant uh, black bald guy that has a claw for a hand and he laughs at everything. So he's called Teehee. Uh, so it's, yeah, just this, yeah, this, this huge guy, this huge uh, black guy that just laughs at everything called Teehee is like the main kind of like heavy. He's the big, the big heavy, the big henchman. Um but yeah, but yeah, obviously Paul McCartney's theme to that is is one of the best of the whole kind of run of Bonds, and also uh, it, not just that, but George Martin actually did the rest of the score um, for the movie, um, which is uh, really good. Like just on its own, like even without like you know like Live and Let Die, the song like George Martin's actual score is uh, is really good. Quite kind of ahead of its. I think it's nineteen seventy three or something. Like for for something like that early in the seventies, it's, it's quite ahead of its time um, in terms of like music for a, a film like that um so yeah george martin i mean george martin was always kind of on the cutting edge you know he was yeah. always he was always there with new shit i'll add i'll add one more thing i was what i watched um thor ragnarok the uh, last weekend i i, I thought oh yeah because uh, i'd i've been house sitting for the last couple of weeks and uh i was like ah i didn't I got Disney Plus. I was like, what else can I watch on here after watching Obi Wan? So I was like, I thought Ragnarok because uh, that Taiki Waititi, Taika Waititi, Ollie's friend, and uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, my close personal friend Indris Elba, um, yeah, also stars in it. It's, if anything, it's the same kind of. I, I should say my close my close personal friend and fellow Arsenal fan Idris Elba. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we'll get him on at some point. Funny enough, it's kind of follows the same kind of um, story as um, as I was, I was talked about the Northman, but it's kind of the same kind of story as like of, of like Amleth, which is they both, which is what the Northman is based on. But it's like oh, where yeah. Thor gets banished, uh, and is whoever the the other 
um, what's her name, Kate Blanchett, she takes over Asgard, mm. and then yeah. he, he has to, you know, build himself back up again to make his way back to fight. It's not exactly the same, yeah. but it's that same kind of. It's it's, it's almost like, yeah. The Lion King is well, a similar thing, similar similar kind of story. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's that thing where there's like what is there like seven types of story, yeah. you know, like throughout all of fiction, like it all kind of boils down to like seven story archetypes, and it's sort of yeah, that one's just clearly like in the is so deep in the like the the bones of just human DNA of storytelling. That we keep we keep telling that one over and over again because we love it so much. Yeah. We love it, don't we, folks? Yeah, we love stories about uh, heroes banished from uh, their their rightful yeah. place, rightful there. Anyway, blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, but yeah. Overall, yeah, Thor and I enjoyed it, and you know, plus he's got that Led Zeppelin immigrant song. Or, uh, it's yeah, good, good use of that song. song. Yeah, yeah. Um. Cool. Uh, what else should I recommend? Uh, yeah, I recommend uh, Live and Let Die. And then um, what else? Oh, I recommend the, uh, the uh, everybody was talking about the Pet Shop Boys at, at Glastonbury because um, they're currently on a, the, the tour that they're doing at the moment is a, a greatest hits tour. Um, so I, yeah, I recommend um, just the Pet Shop Boys in general. I mean, if, if you're not that familiar with them, I mean, everybody's familiar with at least a couple of Pet Shop Boys songs. They've got so many, so many bangers. But um, they put out a really good compilation uh, a couple of years ago uh, called Pop Art. And it sort of follows that thing of like, it's like a two disc thing where like the first disc is like all of the, like the big hits. And then the second disc is sort of more like fan favorites, stuff that's like a bit more obscure, maybe a bit, you know, like sort of B-sides and remixes and things like and album tracks that are kind of, like I said, sort of, you know, big amongst the fans but aren't necessarily that well known outside of that community I, th- I think it's it's always good when artists do that i think like um who else did that I think peter gabriel did a similar thing he had a he had a compilation called uh hit which had all of his hits on one disc but then it came with a bonus disc called miss which had kind of all the like all the you know the more sort of weird and obscure stuff on it um so i think that's i think didn't yeah, rem kind out. of do similar when they did their greatest hits maybe i think they did yeah there was a um yeah they did i think there was a couple of versions of their out of time compilation was it out of time or in time so yeah uh out of time was the album and then they did like a the, best the one of with the moon on it and, yeah, yeah i think that's in time yeah there's like a, a version of that that has like a, yeah that's got like all of their kind of bigger songs on it then i think you can get like a two disc version that has again kind of the 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 more of it like a deeper dive for the for the real fan for the for the true heads out there um yeah check that as like an entry entry point into the the pet shop boys but really you can kind of jump in at any point in their back catalog to be honest they got they got so many they've stayed insanely consistent for a band that's been going for like 40 odd years at this point um in terms of like how they compose songs and Neil Tennant's voice is in remarkably good Nick considering, you know, that he's been doing, considering a lot of singers from that era maybe haven't looked after their voice so well. Um, but yeah, yeah. Check out the, check out the Pet Shop Boys. I recommend uh, both of those two, Live and Let Die and uh, the Pet Shop Boys. Um, you got anything else? Anything else to? No, that's, that's all from, that's all from me this week. Listen, so yeah. All right. So, 
If you've been affected by any of the issues discussed in this episode of Junior Funners, please do get in touch. You can send us an email at juniorfunners at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow the podcast and, and tweet at us on Twitter. Even I think our DMs are open. You can even slide into our DMs. I think mine are closed unless you unless we both follow each other. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably, and I, and probably I will follow back. I, I'm very generous. If I follow people back. And, oh, you slut. Uh, yeah, I am, I am, a, I am a slut. <laughs> such a tart. I, I, I just, oh, I'll follow back. You know, I follow, and unfortunately, it does hit. You know, um, come back to bite me sometimes. But <laughs> you've, got, you've got enough followers. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence is at IB Online. That's I B E Online, or one word. Uh, I'm at Crispy Willis, and uh, yeah, that's that, that's enough. Uh, goodbye. <laughs>